Let me let me check and see if I have anything in the calendar, because maybe that'll. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're old. You like rely on your cal. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So um, I think I told you and Gary about this. There's like a new oh, pickup. Pick yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the women non-binary like free pickup. It happens like every other Friday. It starts at. 7.30 and goes till 9. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, I get home... I think I got home at, like, 9.30. Uh-huh. And then, like, shower and all that. It just just takes a while. So mm-hmm. I was just up until, like, 11 that night. And then... Um, which is, like, so not that late, but it's so late for, for you me. For you, it's so late. Oh, it's so late. And then last night, we had our we had our game late last night. And then we, were, we went out for um, drinks and stuff, which was great. But I am... My brain is at... Such a low <laughs> functioning value right now that I, I'm worried that just wordering words are not gonna be good. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, it's really hot. And I took a bigger sip than I wanted. Like I wanted a baby sip because I was like, I know it's hot. Mm-hmm. So a baby sip will be more than enough. Yeah. But then you, I you <laughs> had a big old gulp of hot coffee. That's that's the worst. Like, oh my god. <laughs> Burn your life. whole throat. Oh my god, my life. Uh, this, I feel like this isn't the place that it normally is, but it, it doesn't feel right. Dude, something <laughs> is wrong with today. Oh, <gasps> wait. What? What's today? Is it the 20... Oh, 20... <laughs> my chair. Uh, 25th. So, okay, yesterday, uh-huh. last night, was the, like, full moon. Oh. I feel like... I'm like, I'm not really superstitious superstitious at all, but I feel like we got full moon vibes. Like yeah. Something like something is different totally. in the water or I don't know. I, I feel, feel that. I feel so off right now. Every time I, so as a kid, like if I heard about the full moon and people be like, oh my God, it's a full moon. I was like, no, it's stupid. Yeah. But now as an adult, I've seen too many crazy <laughs> things on the full moon where I'm like, it's real. It's not going to mess with that. Right. It's yep. the full moon. It's the full moon. We don't fuck with the full moon. You got to stay inside <laughs> on the full moon. <laughs> I feel you every time because I have a coworker at work who's always like, you know, we talk all the time and she's like, it was, it's a full moon. That's why I was like, yep. You're like, yes, sure. I make sense. And that's very uh, prominent in teaching too. Like, we're like, oh my God, were the kids crazy for you this week? And they're like, oh yeah, but it was a full moon. And we're like, oh, okay. And you know, when you really think about it, we are truly just little animals. Little water bags. Yeah. Sacks of water. Just little sacks. Just little. Oh yeah, that. (laughs) We're water-filled flesh. Yeah. We're just little animals that think really highly of themselves. Oh yeah. So like, it totally makes sense that like changes in cycles and like Mm. the changing of the moon and Mm -hmm. like, you know, that there are other there, things tied to that cycle, it would make sense that we would be tied to There's it. probably, like, some actual science in there. Totally. But I'm just going to go with the woo-woo. It's the moon. It's easy. Yeah. I don't want to have to think very hard about it. Not I just want to blame all. something, and if I can blame that big, shiny thing in the sky, I will. And also, it was gorgeous. Did you see the moon? I did not see the moon. It was insanely, like, huge and bright. It, it was wonderful. I wish I... I saw a person on Instagram post, like, obligatory, my girl, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. Wait, what? You know, from avatar or oh, i've Sokka. not seen avatar wait what i know which is why i never understood the secret tunnel reference because i've never seen avatar oh wait wait, but, wait 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 oh wait that's sorry you t- that's the last airbend what I yeah was? okay no sorry i have seen wait what what are we talking about the avatar, avatar the last airbender is that the one with the blue people no that's avatar what? from james cameron we don't that one's silly oh that one's like pocahontas but with blue people okay that's the one i've seen and that's it you haven't seen you've seen that one but not the last airbender yeah 
But Aaron's seen The Last Airbender, right? I don't know. If he has, oh my, brain. we don't talk about it. Or like he's never, <laughs> we we don't talk we don't about. Talk about it. <laughs> he's never mentioned it. Whoa! But it, yeah, but maybe he doesn't mention it because he knows I haven't seen it. I have no you idea. You would really love. You would truly love this show. I've been interested, but always been a little hesitant, just because it feels like maybe too young for me at this point. Okay, I mm, maybe the early seasons, like mm-hmm. season one, but it's got such a good like premise like okay. the, pl- the plot line is so good and the characters are so lovable and like they each go through this like very human and real emotion like fear and jealousy and like it's it's just a good really good show okay is it is it anime or is it just cartoon or like do they consider that anime it, it it's in the style of anime but okay. i it's done by um american animators mm. so it's not like fully anime gotcha. but it's definitely in that like rain yeah okay well and if i'm wrong on that people correct me i don't i don't know very well but it's one of my i think robert and i have watched it like 10 times i hear great things it's so good but yeah Sokka like falls in love the one of the guys Uh falls in love with this princess okay who um is like she was born on a full moon and so she's got like white hair and um like one of the spirits like helped her like she was born like stillborn and the spirit like helped her bring her to life and Whoa. So, like, then when it comes, she has to, like, kind of sacrifice herself and she becomes the moon. Oh, and shit. Whoa. And so Sokka at one point is talking to a dude and they're, like, kind of sharing, like, how things are really fucked up in their life and uh-huh. how this guy's like, I loved this girl, but I, you know, I don't know if I can, like, love her because, you know, all of the shit in my life. And Sokka just goes, I feel you. My first girlfriend turned into the moon. <laughs> and then they're just kind of silent. And the other dude goes, that sucks. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. That's rough, man. Yeah, it's, it's just... And so she posted, like, my first uh, girlfriend turned into the moon. And I, I was like, hee hee. I got you. I know what that's from. <laughs> I don't. But it's good. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> After um, 30 minutes of Avatar talk, this is the Tiny Shed Book Club. Is it? Maybe. Is it? Tiny Possibly. Shed Moon Club now. Tiny, <laughs> Tiny Shed Moon Club. <laughs> where we... Uh, host a book club for people who don't actually want to go to a book club. Forgot that you was winging you, it the entire time. It was like Michael Scott when he's like, I don't know where this sentence is going, but I'll find it along the way. But you you found it. Like, I watched you stumble through it, but the words came out. I was like, oh, you know okay. what? All right. As, a, as an audio format, I bet no one else is going to hear Not the even. difference. But like me seeing your face being like, what do I say? I'm the only one who will know, except just for the, the fact vague. that I ratted you out. <laughs> just the vague panic. The whole time. Like, what do I say? But this is a tangent episode. Yeah. Surprise. Welcome. <laughs> and your name is? Oh, Tia. <laughs> My name is Tia. Um, and I'm currently on a memoir, like, obsessive kick right now. You were telling me about one of them. Are you doing multiple? Yeah. Okay. I've read or listened to... Okay. Many. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, and I'm Chandler. And do you want to know how I know that you're like one of my best friends? Oh, yes. Okay. I do. I had a dream last night. Um, and I have weird dreams, but in my dream, you were, you were there and you were like, Chandler, don't move. And I was like, oh, that's always a bad, like, that's always a bad thing. Okay. Yeah. And I knew something was wrong. And you just like walked over to me and you grabbed like a spider out of my hair. <laughs> like you saved me from a spider. In your dream. Like, and I have a very 
big fear of spiders. So like, I feel like you saving me from a spider in my dream is my like subconscious brain being like, we can, we can trust her. Like she is a homie. She is there. She will save us from spiders. I woke up being like, I love Tia. Both physical and imaginary. Yeah. Yes. Go dream Tia. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like dream Tia can be a real dick. Oh, dream Aaron is a real dick. Dream Robert. Every time. Yeah, You're Dream like, Robert once left me for my barista roommate, Kylie Jenner. <laughs> You've told me this before. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, Dream Aaron <laughs> is always like flirting with other girls. I'm like, how dare you? And he's like, I ne- would never. I'm like, I know. Yeah. It's just, and you're like, well, there's my insecurities coming out in my subconscious. <laughs> you should talk to your dream self. I know. He's right? like, I, what? He's like, <laughs> I'm not participating in this at all. It's just your brain. I texted Robert once and I was like, um, dream you cheated on me last night and robert goes that's not dream me and he goes that guy's name's daryl and he can die slow and he sucks we don't like him i was like okay um before we get into it i just want to recap we just finished reading throne of glass Mm -hmm. by sarah j mass Mm -hmm. and i gave it four out of five stars you gave it Three and a half. Womp womp. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was three. Did you give it? Ended up giving three, or did you say it was? Three? It was three and a half. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, was that your stomach? No, that was my mouth. Oh. <laughs> I went wow <laughs> Um, so we're going to read the entire series Throne of Glass. So, like, please, please, jo- please join us. Please join us. Please, I'll, I will ask you again at the end of the episode to please do this with us because it is a long series. Yes. And we need you there to read it with us and give us all of your opinions and yes. such. Uh, but the first book, definitely YA as Super opposed YA. to like maybe A Court of Thorns and Roses. And uh-huh. I have not read Crescent City, but those are a little bit more like adult fantasy. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be less like that by the end of the series, right? Like it was supposed yes. to like, yeah, okay. Um, but I feel like I really loved this book because it got me back into fantasy a little bit. Uh-huh. Like with like having like, I don't know, like, uh, like kings and like old timey feeling stuff yeah. and a little bit of like lore and magic. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like, it was nice to be back in that land, which is yeah. like Akatar for me. Um, but why did you not give it higher than a three, three and a half? Or sorry, it was three and a half. Yeah, I think it was because um, it was real. I was trying to rate it outside of my love for Sarah J. Mass. Right. And so it was it was really YA. And I was not super stoked on like how quickly I was supposed to like care about all these characters, but given very little about them. Mm-hmm. Like I think Nehemia is a great example. Like I know I'm supposed to love her, but yeah. I was like, but why? And she also does things in the book where I'm like, that's stupid. And they they describe her as like, she's supposed to be like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. The way she acts, I just kind of picture as a little grandma. Oh. Like kissing brows and being like, you shouldn't oh. have done that. Oh, interesting. Like, I just imagine her as this like little grandma lady. <laughs> and I'm like, I know that's not what you're supposed to be. Oh, I kind of like imagined her like in her 20s. I guess that could be like, she's... Yeah, maybe that's it. Like, she's a couple, like, years older. Like, five, six years older than Selena. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe that's it. But, yeah, I just thought it was, like, a little too Mm fast-paced. But that's very typical of the YA genre. Like, you're you're working against teen brains. You gotta... It's gotta hit quickly or else they're done and out. (laughs) And I always, like, I always say that I think if you can... Like, YA books sometimes I think are some of the best because if you can capture a teen's attention yeah. and, like, hit them emotionally, mm-hmm. you've fucking, you've Nailed done it. it. Yeah. Because 
like they're all up in here in their brains right like teens just like scientifically are very self-centered like that's because they need to be exactly and so Mm. when you can push them outside of that and have them feel empathy for other characters like that's that's a big task yeah you've done something very well to like capture their attention to keep them on board and then make them feel something for someone totally oh good point i think it's a great ya book but for me being 32 i was like "Eh." yeah but i'm loving crown of midnight yeah oh so loving it yeah so we are are you about mid or Um, did you keep going no i'm not quite at mid yet okay uh obviously i think people would gather this from what we're talking about like crown of midnight will be the next book that we do for mm-hmm. um for not a tangent uh for like a, re- a regular episode yeah and so we're reading it right now i'm thrilled i, love I it. can't wait to talk about it i it's i think it's kind of like a typical sarah j mass thing where like the first book is kind of like oh it was fine uh, you know good play uh, thing yeah book <laughs> we read it good vibes <laughs> um but the books that come after the first book feel like she tends to like ramp it up and it gets real interesting yeah and the character development in this one Mm -hmm. perfect Mm -hmm. like i'm getting each character now like i'm like okay i'm starting to see more of except i feel like nehemia is still a little like yeah nehemia and i and you know we can save this this for more of our actual crown of midnight episode but i still just like dorian is like whatever to me (gasps) oh Oh, do you have thoughts? I'm because I'm feeling totally different about him now. Like Weird. I still don't like him as much as I like Kale. Kale, Jeez. yeah, Kale, Kale. Um, but yeah, I even I've like taken multiple notes on him. I'm feeling better about him than in the first book, but I'm still just like ah, uh, I'm not totally bought into that yet. Oh, okay. But I'm excited to hear. I'm excited. Your, your like flushed out thoughts on that. I'm excited. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Um, I don't have like a ton of sort of ideas for this tangent, but I did want to hit on a couple books that I, I've read so far this Ooh, year. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're as obviously, like, yeah. welcome to talk about your books as well. Um, so, weirdly, my reading goal for this year is 12 books, just, like, one a month, which yeah. I know I will surpass. It's not hard to surpass that. Um, I'm currently at nine, though. Hell, yes, you are. Yeah, but here's... Yeah, you've here's, been cruising. Okay, but I've unlocked the secret to reading books quickly. Uh-huh. And it's audiobooks. Yep. I didn't realize <laughs> that that's like, I just, ima- and maybe to be, to be fair, like some people probably do actually physically read that many books in a year, like 50 or whatever. Some totally. people like that's crazy to me, but people do it. But I feel like I now understand people who have that high ca- reading count mm-hmm. um, for their year of books. I'm like, oh, I feel like you're doing a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's cheating. Like, to me, like, I don't, like, whatever other people are going to do or whatever, what they're going to do. But I'm just, like, I love it because I don't, I can do it while doing other things and Mm -hmm. have it not take up my time. But I'm also, like, hee hee. Like, I feel like I'm totally cheating the system. I struggle with that all the time where I go look at my list and I'll be, like, well, that was an audiobook and that was an audiobook. And I have to remind myself, like, it, like, it counts because, like, yeah. Because I always think, like, what would bu- what are blind people supposed to do? Like, they oh, have, like, books yeah. in Braille, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't think every book is done in Braille. Probably not. So, like, what are they supposed to do? Right. So, I always try to tell myself, and that, like, I'm consuming a story. Mm-hmm. And that's what reading is about. Or, like, having a book. It's consuming a story. But, like, where would that, like, where is the edge? Because could you not watch a movie and be like, I read a book? But I think it's because, like, you're actually, like, watching something be told. And this mm-hmm. is, like 
this is basically like uh, oral history, like uh, someone mm. sitting and telling you a story that you're like listening to. But yeah, because then I don't know, because you could do like a story podcast where they're just telling you a story. Right. But I don't, yeah. I totally, I totally but get But I, I feel you that I look at it and I'm like, but that was an audiobook. Yeah. And I get, and I totally get both sides and that you bring a great point that what would, you know, um, blind people, right? Yeah. Or they, that's the, how they would consume a book. I just can't, like, I just can't get over that I feel like... I, and it's not like a negative... I'm like I'm not like, oh, like, I'm cheating. Yeah. But it just feels like, whoa, I found a way to cheat the system. Yeah, you're kind like, of thing. <laughs> you sucker. You didn't even notice. You're still reading books the old way. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, we talked about this book, I think, on the last tangent. But that was when you had read it and I hadn't. So oh. I'm, I'm going to bring it back to the forefront because I really want to talk about it. Um, God Killer... By yes. Hannah Kanner. Uh, yes. So good. Yes. So good. Um, so it's part of the, uh, I think it's called Fallen Gods mm-hmm. series. And the next one comes out March of this year. So it just came out February 15th. Oh, mm-hmm. Goodreads said like expected to come out like March of 2024. Maybe I read that. I don't really? know. Really? I swear that's what it said. Because it's I, already out? Yes. Yeah, it oh, should shit. already be out. Never mind. I take it back. It's already out. It's I called did. The Sunbringer or yeah. Sunbringer. Sunbringer. Um, and... I want to like highly recommend this book it's all day, especially to people who feel like you like fantasy, but you feel a little bit burned out on um, like, I feel like there, there, there's a certain genre of fantasy that's happening right now. That's very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like following a recipe. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, the Twilight era where it's like the Twilight came out and then everything was vampires and like lo- like romance, but like, it wasn't good. Like it follows like a formula, yes. right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, we have like a strong female lead who's like a little bit like whatever. And then she's got this hot shadow daddy, whatever. Yeah, like, they don't like each other, but yeah, they, they totally love each other. Right. And it's like, ju- I don't know, like a lot of the books currently feel that way to me, uh, or maybe I'm just stuck in that what anyways mm-hmm. if you like fantasy but you want something that's a little bit more unique or original or just a little different like this book mm-hmm. hits it's, oh God, it's got good. like gods and some lore politics a slow burn romance mm-hmm. um still strong female lead and a legitimately strong female lead yes. i despise when someone tells me i have a strong female lead <laughs> and the strong female lead is just a woman who listens to nobody and does whatever the fuck she wants mm-hmm. and is constantly getting herself into shit because she's a dumbass yeah that is not a strong female lead that's just an idiot okay that's how i feel about um the nightingale series the, the one nightingale. the one that you really like the, 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 the one with the like little the girl the nightingale the bear and the nightingale oh, oh i am so I know, sorry that, no that i know you i because i i hear that and i've heard yeah. a lot of people think very much about her that way mm-hmm. i always read her as like she had a purpose behind what she was doing mm. but it's just she was like kind of a she just didn't do it well gotcha um but i i hear that yeah. i do understand that that criticism of it yeah i think that one just hit me so deep in the soul that i yeah. forgave you were just a like, lot of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But and people like those books. Yeah, so they're very polarizing though. Because I've seen, oh. I either see people be like, "This is the best book ever. Uh-huh. I will die on this book." Yeah, or people being like, "I never want to fucking see this ever <laughs> again." And it's very little like in between. Because hmm. I gave it to my best friend Chelsea, and she was yeah. like, Meh. "Me and Chelsea are on the same yeah, page." You so. girl, I was like, and when I, you said it, I was like, "Chelsea and Chandler, like, damn, are on it. The same. <laughs> damn it, damn it." Sorry about that, but God Killer, so good. 
I think it took me a little bit longer than I think it took you and Gary to like really be hooked by it. Mm. Uh, I listened to it as an audio book. I would not recommend that. I think that book, and I think a lot of, I'm having this sort of issue in general with audiobooks, uh, fantasy books. I need to physically read uh-huh. it. Otherwise, I start not paying enough attention and getting a little bit yes. confused and lost. And just, I think, yeah, this is better as a physical read, just, I guess, for me personally. The only thing about this book that I, I'm i not quite sure how to feel about yet is the young female character. Oh, I'm not, like, against it. I just, and she's not the, like, female lead that you and I were just talking about. Yeah. Um, just an, another female character who's, like, a young girl, like, what, 12 or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about reading a like that young of a character in a like sort of more adult fantasy book like i don't oh okay i don't know i and i'm not i'm not saying i don't like it i just don't know how i feel about it right yeah. now it's kind of like treading water and being like uh, i'm not sure if this is gonna go well or if i'm gonna not like this so okay we'll see interesting i'm interested to see how sunbringer is yeah and then i think i might have a more of a um opinion on it I loved her, like, the switch in perspective from, like, having the adults who were, like, trying to figure out, but, like, also in this, like, very, like, in their own adult minds, Mm -hmm. and then you would switch to her perspective, and, like, things that the adults were struggling with, the little girl was, like, "Uh, what? She, like, had it figured out because she was so Mm -hmm. little Mm -hmm. that she, like, wasn't, like, overcomplicating the problem. She was just, like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I loved that switched in perspective of like how their all their brains thought differently about it, like the, like the same situation or what have you. Totally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I just that book is so good. It's two hundred and eighty eight pages, and yeah. yet it like just it packs a punch. It it to me, it's what more fantasy books need to like. I'm done with the slow, like world building and all that like i just, don't need 700 pages for every book exactly like that's too much yeah um unless you really need to take the time to say whatever it is you're gonna say but like i feel like most books that are that big don't need that it's either like split it into two books yeah or cut out the fluff yeah so much of it you don't need yeah that's that has been a big problem of mine with fantasy lately is like they're 800 pages long and 650 <laughs> of it i don't fucking need and it still only counts as one. Yeah, and I'm like, just one book. <laughs> like that spent a whole month. But I'm so one. glad that I read all of those. <laughs> and it bothers me. And I've started giving fantasy lower and lower ratings because... Ooh, like, I love first, this for you, actually. I, when I would read them and I w- the ending would be like, what the fuck? This is brilliant. I'd yeah. give it five stars because yeah. I'm like, holy shit, amazing. And then book after book after book was starting to do that. And I was dropping my ratings every time because I was like, this is not... This is not good. Yeah. I don't want that. Your book, if you only need 288 pages to say what you need to say, then take perfect. It. Yeah. That's great. I love God Killer more than I've like loved a lot of books recently that are in the 500, 600 page range. What is the what is the reason for people write like cuz I to me it's like if I can get it done more efficiently in a smaller book, that leaves it open for me to be able to write more book, like mm. more like hard hitting books after that, instead of just dragging one book out forever. Yeah. And I feel like that's in my mind, at least it's better for an author. Cause then you're able to publish more, um, make more money or whatever. Yeah. So I, I don't really understand the, the thought behind, maybe it's just like a trend that we're like, Oh, we all feel like we need to have like a hefty book. I wonder if it's like some sort of clout thing. Like, 
like, uh, look, I wrote a, like, uh, and I think that, like, people, when they see a book that big, their mind immediately goes to, like, oh, better. it's got to be good. Because it's so big. When, in fact, I don't, like, I had a you teacher. You know what? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you're right, though. I had a teacher in high school, and I hated her, but she had a lot of really good points that have stuck with me for many years. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, the smaller the book, the harder it's going to be. Because someone has to say a lot of important stuff in a very small period of time. So if it's smaller, you really have to be paying attention to what they're saying because they have taken the time to cut out the shit that doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it has been true every single fucking time. The smaller the book, the more impactful and punch it's going to make. You know what? And as I'm just having this self-realization as we speak... When I'm in a bookstore and I'm going to buy a book, I will pick it up and kind of see how big it is Mm -hmm. because if it's too small, I'm like, well, this is not worth paying 15, 20, 25 dollars, whatever it is for. Very true. And Mm -hmm. now, now I I guess if I picked up a larger book and it was 15, 20, 25 dollars, I'd be like, oh, well, this feels worth it. So I'm definitely playing that game where I'm like, yes, I Mm -hmm. I, I want the bigger book if I'm going to spend the money on it. Weird. I yeah I think that's another big thing is like you're battling with what readers are going to want to see on a shelf because mm-hmm. um, there have been multiple times where I found a book on Goodreads and I was like oh my god I need to read this and then I got to the store and it's like tiny teeny tiny yeah. and then I'm like oh and I do feel where I'm like I don't get to spend that much time in that world exactly Which is yeah. wrong because like some of the smaller books like the world is so rich yep that it doesn't really matter that it's that short like there's a series of like um, I think, I think they're like Chinese folktale kind of thing mm-hmm. is like the vibe of them. The covers on them are psychotically good. Mm-hmm. They're so beautiful, but they're all like maybe Small. a centimeter thick. Like oh, they're wow. just teeny wow. tiny baby books. And I was like, I hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed. And I finally got the first one and I can still in my mind, like see the world. Like that's the, amazing. Cause she's so good at creating this like rich tone. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I feel you, but I had to spend $17 right. on a book that that's that little. And it feels not good from like a buyer's perspective. Yeah. Cause, and I know I'm mm. paying because like she put in a lot of time. Absolutely. It. But it doesn't, but I'm also like, but it's a little. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm going to be more pro small books or giving them more of a chance now that I, I've I, had this realization. Yeah. Same. Huh? Okay, that's cool. I'm only going to read small books this year. No, yeah, tiny books this year. <laughs> um, tiny and, shed, tiny oh, books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on uh, on point. So, the uh, I mean, I've yeah, I have a bunch of other books I could talk about. I think the yeah, um, the other one that I want to just quickly uh, put out there because I'm the person who reads all the like self improvement type books <laughs> is uh, the Mountain Is You by oh. Brianna Weist or Weist. This is such a good book also um not not very big the text is like a little bit larger so it's it was a really quick read like i think i did it in two or three days oh wow okay so fast and it's all about self-sabotage and oh wow yeah and it was good like in the ways that we subconsciously or unconsciously do it Wow. And like, I was like, I don't self-sabotage. Like, I would know if I'm doing that. And I was like, oh my God, she's making so many good points. Wow. Like for, for instance, Aaron and I were talking about this the other day, um, that humans have kind of this like threshold for happiness. Uh-huh. Like, have you kind of heard of this before? 
Yeah, just like never like specifically, but just like there was a study done about money that mm. was like there is oh, a literal yeah, yeah, number yeah, yeah. on money uh-huh. that if the more you get above it, you literally gain no more happiness yep. from it. Yep. But up until that point, you you gain happiness and it's like yeah. I think it's, it's like, like seventy thousand dollars a year. Yeah, and I'm sure and that was many years ago. So, so it's, it's like probably over a hundred thousand now. Yes, for easily because of all the you know reasons, <laughs> all the economic but reasons. But I've heard like vaguely like pieces leading to this. So and continue. I'm probably not going to say this very eloquently. So I'm just going to say read the book. But essentially, like people have like this threshold for happiness. So when you kind of meet that threshold of being happy, you kind of don't know what to do with yourself because you're like, something feels wrong, uh-huh. right? Like my life can't be going this good. Uh-huh. Like something should be going wrong. Something is not right. Like I'm used to having like chaos and turmoil and some, mm-hmm. like some shit going on, whether that's like relationships or financially or whatever. And so you kind of create your own, not always, but you, oh, your own, own problems, your own problems because, because humans just want to be comfortable. And once you get pushed out of your comfort zone, you're, you're always trying to get back to it. Mm -hmm. And so even with happiness, you have that threshold. So once you get past that, you're like, Whoa, I'm uncomfortable. I need to bring it down to what I'm used to. And what I'm used to is feeling a little bit shitty sometimes. So yeah, yeah, it, uh, it was a really great book. My only um, sort of like negative point about it is that eventually, like I think like 75% of the way through, it starts to get like a little repetitive. Ah, okay, yeah. Uh, And I think the layout was a little strange where it felt like she would hit the same topic in like chapter one and then again in chapter like 20, where I'm like, this should have been all in one chapter. Yeah, I've, I've felt that before with like books like that, where you're like, okay, no, I got it. Yeah. We don't need to do it Or like this feels misplaced, but... Um, I think I gave it like a four out of five stars. And if anyone's interested in kind of like self-improvement kind of stuff, I thought it was great. That's super quick read, like lots of like tiny little bits of insight and stuff. So yeah. Along that same vein, one of my favorite things to learn about humans is like, we're wired to fixate on negative stimuli Mm -hmm. because evolutionarily that's what has helped us not die. Yep. But like now that we're like, just the most like comfortable little animals ever. Mm-hmm. We are like wired to specifically pick out and fixate on like the negative, negative. Yep. which like puts that limit on happiness. Cause you're like, and I know that I do this all the time that I am more wired to, f- to focus on negative stuff mm-hmm. than I am on positive or negative patterns as opposed to positive patterns. So it's just like humans are so weird. We're such yeah. a weird little creature. It's like we evolved, but not enough, you know, oh, totally. like there are certain things that we did really good, but then like we kind of left parts of our brain behind. We're like, we're still going to be in our lizard brain where like, yes. it, I think there's another book that I read. I can't remember what it's called. Something about like something happy. I don't know. I think it's a blue book um, anyways. And they were kind of talking about how when like back in our like caveman or whatever days, the threat, you know, was potentially like a predator, mm-hmm. right? Like a line or something. And in order for you to fix the problem, you had to physically like remove yourself, like running or hiding uh, uh-huh. or whatever. And like nowadays, our problems are not predators. It's like work stress, relationship stress, all this other stuff. However, your brain is still wired to like fix that flight or fl- fight or flight with movement. And mm. so when you when you're stressed out and then you go exercise, it helps release that part of your brain that oh. that is in fight or flight because that like that is still a 
um, I don't know, like something from like old, our old brains. Yeah. That like it never really evolved. It still wants you to physically move. How interesting. I know. I know. And I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because I've been like really stressed at work and I've been like forcing myself to go on runs. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I feel so much better. <laughs> nothing, nothing changed in my circumstance. Like work nothing. still sucks, yeah. but I personally feel like I've been able to let go of something. Yes. And I, anyways, I feel that pro deeply. pro movement that could be like yoga or whatever it is. Yeah. That you anything wanna, <laughs> yeah. And pro doing something that like gets you out of your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I feel that. Um, those are the only two books that I like really wanted to hit on that I've read so far. And like, we don't cover like in sort of the podcast. Do you have any, like, you talk about your memoirs. Do you want to, you want to do a little deep dive on your memoirs? Yes. All right. Um, so I have not really been listening or reading like physically mm-hmm. a lot. And I was going to talk to you about this. Um, but I'll fin- talk about my memoirs and then we can come back. Okay. Um, so I am on a memoir, like fixation right now i love them and i found so many good ones recently that i just like i can't get over them but um so the first one i listened to is what my bones know a memoir of healing from complex trauma by stephanie foo holy fuck this book i think is in the top 10 books i've ever read in my entire life wow incredible so this woman experienced like severe abuse from her parents like grabbed by the hair and thrown down the stairs like dad would put her in the car and like drive at 100 miles an hour and like look at her and be like we're gonna die today oh my god as a child yeah Yeah. so she you know has all this trauma and then she this book follows her through her like life and it's done so well that you like experience her life living with complex trauma but not knowing that she has Mm. complex ptsd Mm -hmm. then you learn the diagnosis with her where she's like you have complex ptsd and it explains this like feeling she's been having like she's like i can't feel safe ever Mm -hmm. and then you go with her to be like oh this explains every part of me that i'm a shitty person like i just i can never be good because i have complex ptsd and then learning all the ways that you can like help break this cycle and like start to heal and she's like you never become fully okay because you never will be yeah um but if you have even the remotest amount of like trauma this book is the most healing thing ever like i was listening to it and i was just like there were moments where it would hit me so hard i'd just like stand there and cry yeah and like i don't have that's some that's some hard topics hard yeah and i'm not recommend if you have anything where you're not ready to hear like don't read it do not read it like major trigger warnings major trigger warnings and like i'm not even like i don't even have like i have like tiny embryo trauma like just not even like just normal people stuff right normal people stuff Mm -hmm. and it was so healing wow wow so healing that's cool it was incredible because it helped me to realize like things about like it broke me out of you know your own brain and to hear something and be like like understanding of other people and also i'm a person that if someone tells me that like i've upset them or i've hurt them I immediately go into, I'm the worst person ever. I'm so awful and shitty. Like, how could they ever be like, how could Mm -hmm. they love me? I'm the worst. And that's not helpful at all. That's not helpful to that person. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful to me. Mm -hmm. And she has a moment where she goes, the way to combat that is curiosity. 
and like curious as to why am I feeling so intensely that I'm a bad person and curious as to like, maybe I should be more curious about what that person's feeling. Like be curious as to like, how did I affect them? And I've been using it and it has been amazing. Oh, that's so great. And it's really helped. Like my sister told me that she's like, Hey, you hurt my feelings on this. And normally I would, and like you'd feel myself immediately being like, and I was like, no, take a step back. Right. Be curious as to the feelings here and to feelings with her. And we ended up having like a really great, and it just like fixed super normal. Oh my God. You guys are so healthy. So healthy. (laughs) Oh my God. Am I a healthy queen? Um, but it is fucking incredible. Just so good. It is amazing. And the cover's really pretty. Um, the next one I listened to was Sure, I'll Join Your Cult, A Memoir of Mental Illness and the Quest to Belong Anywhere by Maria Bamford. Is this about a real cult? No. Okay. Um, so there, a lot of the one-star reviews on this were, I was coming to hear about cults. There are no cults. Okay, but in the, like, what do you call that, the synopsis of it, did it, does it say anything about, like, an, act, like an actual cult? Not really. It, okay, because <laughs> if it doesn't, that's the reader's fault. If you <laughs> didn't do your research beforehand... <laughs> Just because it says the word cult and it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be about... That makes me mad. And so, yeah, they're all like... Stop giving people one stars for shit that you did not do right. Yeah, she literally, not anywhere in the synopsis, does it say she actually joins a cult. Um, But what silly. It's so... And also, Maria Bamford is... I fucking love her. Oh. She did had a show on Netflix called Lady Dynamite that I watched years and years ago. And I fucking loved it. She's also a voice actor on, like television shows i love like adventure time she's numerous characters yeah she's um she's a lot of the like hot dog princesses like hot dog nights um she's like yeah she voices a ton of characters in that show and i can pick out a maria bamford character like that because i fucking love her um She's also, like, my voice actor idol. Like, I just love how she does accents and she changes her voice to be all these different kinds of things. Okay. I love her stand-up comedy. I am a Maria Bamford stan. Dang, she does it all. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. Wow. But her book is about, like, she has, you know, pretty severe mental illness. Like, she's got bipolar and some depression and stuff like that. And so... This whole book is about her, like all the quote unquote cults she's been in, which is like the cult of her family and like the cult of like 12 step programs that Ah. she's like joined like 16 different 12 Uh steps. And she's like, I love this. She's like, you can immediately change your life. Yeah. And I just love the way she tells stories. But she also has this like really beautiful message of like mental illness sucks Mm -hmm. and it is not your fault. And get if you need meds, get the meds. Mm-hmm. And she says it so many times. She's like, yeah. get them meds. Hey, get your pills, girl. And she's also got, and then a trigger warning on this, but she's got, um, or she's like, she has thought about like, you know, death. Mm-hmm. She's like, I've never wanted, like, I've never actually gone through with it, but she's like, I think about it a lot. Mm. And she's like, I have empathy for people who struggle with like actually trying. Right. Um, And she's just at the end, she has this whole chapter of like, get help, even if it's shitty help. She's like, call the AT&T hotline and just talk to that person. She's like, if you need help, get shitty help. Mm -hmm. Just just get it anywhere. Literally anything. Yeah. And it's just was the like the message was so good. And she was like, she had so many points and things that I was like, I resonated with. And like, also, she's just fucking hysterical. And she like talks about mental illness in a way that makes it super like, okay, and normal and like relatable. Yes, totally. Yeah, that I feel like that's something that has become bigger in the last like decade Mm -hmm. is just 
the transparency mm-hmm. uh, of mental illness and it being talked about much more and it, not in a bad way, but like casually yeah, um, to where it's normalized. Yeah. And I feel like that's super important because otherwise we're just like siloed in our own little head and we're like, wow, I'm the only one that feels like shit today. And it's like, yes. And she talks about that where she's mm -hmm. like, it's become recently where you're actually able to see like, oh, I'm not the only one. And like she had, she has OCD, which like, and you know, as a kid, it was like, I'm going to stab my family. Oh, like, damn. And like, wow. I'm going to hurt them. And what wow. if I hurt them and I don't realize I hurt them? Interesting. And she's like, as a nine year old in the 80s. Yeah. You just are like, I'm a psycho. Right. And I'm unsafe. And right. she's like, but now, like, people are so much more open about it that it's like, you're not a psycho. Your brain is just dumb. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yep. And I just, I, I love her so much. But if you have ever watched a Maria Bamford thing and gone, eh, maybe not for me, do not read this book because you will not like it. Oh, okay. Because it's like based on her humor or? Yeah. Ah. And she's got this, like, she has a different kind of, like, tenor to her voice that drives people nuts. Oh. But then she also goes to the woman who sounds like this. <laughs> and when she's talking about things, she's like, Maria, just do better. Oh. And I love that. I voice, like that. Yeah. But people do not like it. Huh. Okay. So if you've ever watched her stand up or things and you're like, ew, don't read this because it's her. It's okay. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. Because people so do have like weird mm -hmm. uh, preferences for voices. Yeah. A I lot of the one stars are like, her voice is disgusting. And you're like, okay. Oh my God. That literally <laughs> is so annoying to me. Ah. And I would recommend only listening to like, only consume this book as an audiobook okay. because her as a person makes this book. It like comes through. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Cause there's points where it's like, people tell me like, Maria, you're awful. And she goes, yes, I am. <laughs> and I know. And it's just so good. Just the way she reads it. Yeah. yeah. And then the final one, that I am obsessed with right now and is beautiful and I'm learning so much is How to Say Babylon by Safia Sinclair. Mm -hmm. And it is about this woman who grew up in Jamaica in a very um, like um, strict Rastafarian family. Mm -hmm. um, and just, she's a poet by like trade um, and she's a poetry teacher, I believe, at ASU. Um, and so this book is written like a long form lyrical poem that's so cool which is i can't imagine writing like that is this an audiobook again or is this yes i'm listening okay. to it as an audiobook i only listen to memoirs as an audiobook because i feel like i connect with the message so much more because it's more of like someone telling their story to you exactly that makes sense to me and so often it's the author reading it when it's their memoir yep and it just yeah it really feels like they're Personal. like yeah and that they hit the tenor of the tone that you're supposed to hit. She's like, this is how this was meant to be read. Yes. For sure. And also because like I can listen to a memoir and I don't need as much as of my brain as like with a fantasy where I'm like trying to figure out what the plot is and where oh, we're God, going. I have to reread things so many times. I'm like, what? Yes. Okay. Like what faction of the war yeah. is like, ha like where am I? Like, yeah. Who the fuck is this person again? Like, why don't I remember them? And yeah. then a memoir doesn't really, really matter. Yeah. Um, but it's, I'm not done with it yet because I ran out of audible minutes. No. <laughs> yeah. So I got all my audible minutes back last Saturday and I am now finished for the month. So uh, fantastic. Oh, so how long do you have to wait? A whole month. <gasps> I have to wait 23 days. Oh my. I have no idea how audible works because I don't use it. So. Oh, it's actually not audible. It's Spotify. I don't know why I said audible. Oh, okay. Spotify. So is that Spotify Premium? Uh-huh. How, how many minutes do you get? You get 24 hours. 
Okay, because I think I've only done like about one audiobook so far per month, which is about like 10 to 13 hours, depending on the yeah. book. So I haven't, I haven't gone over yet. And I mm. thought stupidly that I was like, <laughs> I listen to audiobooks at 1.5 speed. So like, I'm fucking the system because I will listen to it faster. <laughs> nope. Nope. It just depends it's on the book based itself. Based on the book. That. Which makes sense. It's, yep. But yep. I was like, hey, you're Spotify like, Spotify didn't catch that. <laughs> and Spotify's like, we did. You're an idiot. They're like, this is a 10 hour book. So you get 10 hours for that. Like I listened. So I went in, I had to go in the field this week. I listened to Maria Bamford's like entire memoir in like the first day of driving out oh, there. Oh shit. Yeah. And then I started the next one and I'm more than halfway through it. Uh-huh. And the, how to say Babylon is a 16 hour audiobook. Wow. Maria Bamford's was like nine. So like halfway through, that one yeah. and then maria's is like yep that's like 24 yep, like you're you done it. but i was like if i listen to it quickly they won't catch me <laughs> stupid um but i'm out of my minutes for the month and now i just get to wait a month before I that's sucky that's super sucky but yeah that's what i'm i love it that's it that's great um i wanted to touch on this on the pod because i think it's kind of funny yes. um I want you to talk about your... <laughs> I want you... I want to put you on the spot. Okay. I want... Because I, I don't think you've... Maybe you did. I don't remember. Maybe you did last uh, last tangent. I, now, I, now I'm second guessing myself. But I want you to talk about your no-buy year. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm evil. Uh, so I started 2024 and I went, I'm not going to buy any new books this year. I'm only going to read off my TBR. And I was very much like, I was like, I'm going to do it. Like Robert has asked me to go to Powell's numerous times. And I'm like, nope, I'm not buying books. And you didn't go on their major sale day. I didn't. I stayed away. Mm -hmm. But all of my like favorite authors were like, I think I'm going to publish a book in 2024. (laughs) I think I'm going to release it. So I want, my questions are (laughs) why, like, why did you want to do a no buy year? Mm -hmm. And then, and then I want you to talk about like the, authors and books that are coming out that you literally cannot not have yeah so first so first off like why were you doing a no buyer um so i was starting to notice that my tbr cart is just getting like piled higher and higher and higher like it's a three-tiered cart and each tier is full oh do you actually have like a cart for specific uh-huh that's so smart though i love to, it to like put them all in here's like here are the books that i can read from like these ones here because i was losing them on the shelf and yeah. I would used to do, I would flip them upside down, but some books you can't tell if they're flipped upside ah, down. Ah, okay. So I put them on a cart um, and it's now just piling up. And I was starting to sit there and be like, I have all these books that I want to read. Like I see the title and I'm like, I want to read that book. And then I fucking don't. Mm. And then I go and I buy more books and mm-hmm. then they sit on the cart. And the reason why I wanted you to explain this is because I feel like so many people can relate. Oh, totally. And I am starting to get to that point where I'm like, oh, I have like 10 books. And And buying books is one of my favorite things in the world. Like purchasing a book gives me like a serotonin boost of which nothing can like (laughs) capture. But I was also starting to feel, and I think I've mentioned this a couple times on the pod, is that, and I can't pinpoint why it's with books, but it's starting to feel grossly like capitalist, like... Mm -hmm consumption to me sure of like just buying all these things and then they just even if i read them like just sitting there which i love keeping all my books yeah but and like having not read them and then i just stack them like little trophies just like feel like a little guilty that yeah you've like spent the money but you haven't gotten like what you meant to get out of it yeah and i feel like there's a thin line mm-hmm. between like 
when you feel comfortable buying your books and then like all of a sudden it's like okay well that was too many and now i feel guilty yeah there's it's some because i don't know what it is either but there's some weird and it's just been feeling kind of icky to Mm -hmm. me and i've also this year i've been trying to not be so like consumerist and like purchasing and i've also realized like i buy things when i feel sad Mm -hmm. and i'm like you shouldn't buy things when you feel sad because that's not actually fixing anything. And it also hurts your wallet. And Amazon doesn't need any more money. And you don't need a cat pen. You don't? I thought... I mean, <laughs> you need three cat pens. You right. need no more than that. Fair. That's an appropriate amount of cat pens. <laughs> um, but the books that are coming out... Um, so Kristen Hanna published yeah. uh, another book. And I Obsessed. will do anything for Kristen Hanna. Yeah. I think she's incredible. And every book I've read by her makes me cry. You just made me remember, too, that didn't she, like, didn't she, like, give us a shout out at one point on she Instagram? Did. I just remember that. Wow. <laughs> I love her I, so too, much. now love Kristen Hanna. <laughs> I love Kristen Hanna. And she published about women in the Vietnam War. And you know how much I love about women in war. Yes, I do. So, perfect. Yep. So I had to buy it. Yep. And I bought it at Target. Meh. Um, and then, I mean, Sarah J. Mass published the third Crescent City. City. Yep. Um, so I was like, I have to get that and I have to read it when it comes out because I've been waiting for it. Um, and then Daisy Goodwin, um, she is a historical fiction author and I love her stuff. The only one I ha- I think I haven't read by her is Victoria. And the only reason I haven't read it is because I watched the PBS show and I was like, they're probably very similar. Yeah. And I don't, don't really like, do that very often. Like, if I watch the show before the book, I'm not going to read gonna, the book. Yeah. But I have it. It just it has never been read. Um, and she published one that's, it's like the 19, in the 1920s, which is a time period that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love Daisy Goodwin. I think she's great. I love her characters and the stories that she does. Um, and she hasn't published in, like, years. Uh, at least not from my knowledge. If she has, whoops. let me know <laughs> that I'm an idiot. But I'm very excited for that. Um, Allie Hazelwood, who I love her um, romance, she came out with a fantasy romance, her first fantasy romance, which is Bride. Oh, oh that's the one that Gary was talking about. Yeah. And I was like, oh, mother of God. Like, how could I not? I have to read it. Yeah. Also, shout out to Allie Hazelwood, who immediately just publishes her book in paperback. Fucking thank you. Yeah. Nobody needs a hardcover. And yeah. if you like a hardcover, that don't talk should, to me. Well, <laughs> if you need a hardcover, like that should come out second. Yes, yes. Like it should be the opposite way. Like paperbacks come first and then the hard. Like if you want the hardcover, you need to wait. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to. Yes. When I'm president, that's the only thing I will do. (laughs) Not really. You can be president of this book club. (laughs) I am president of this book club. But yeah, just like fucking thank you. I hate hardcovers. I don't like holding them. I don't like the dust jackets. Yeah. At all. I immediately take them off. Yeah. And then I leave them in a corner to get them like folded and kind they of get wrinkly. All, they get all crinkled and dusty and weird. And, and then when I put them on, I glare at them. Yeah. Which is like, like, you could have taken better care of it and it would have <laughs> no. not done that. But I'm like, no. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, and then I think, oh, and then Sunbringer from The God Killer came Hannah out. Hannah Canner. Yep. Um, so I was like, okay, just fuck me then. Well, to be honest, <laughs> to be honest, that's that's not that many. Like you're I feel like yeah. you're still abiding by like not just like going to a store and just like mm-hmm. picking out like candy from a store and being like I'm going to I want this one and this one and this one you're like that's these true, are yeah. top priority books, mm-hmm. right? You know you're going to read them because they're so yes. important to you. Totally. And just make those a priority and then leave everything else and mm-hmm. everything else needs to be from your TBR. So yes. I feel like that's fair. Thank you. 
Yeah. It wasn't meant to like be like, oh, you didn't do your no. It was like, <laughs> I wanted to know like, w- like what books were so good that you were like, no, we are going to do these oh, books. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I was talking to Robert yesterday because he was like, he's like, it was making him very sad. He was like, why are you not buying books? Like, you love books. They make you happy. Like, what are you doing? And he was so upset for me. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's a good thing. Like, I'm doing this to, like, recenter and focus on, like, what I... Like, I should be getting more from the library. Like, I'm not going to love every book. I don't need to buy every book. Right. And so when I explained it to him, he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, go. Do it. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) He was so worried. He was like, I guess we just don't buy things that make us happy anymore. And I was like, that's that's, not the point. (laughs) That is literally not the point. And then when he got it, he was just toning it down a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But I just love how supportive he is of me doing things that make me happy. He's like, I don't want you to not be happy. (laughs) It's very, very sweet. It's like the um, the guy in Spirited Away, No Face, where he's like, uh, 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 take uh, the thing. (laughs) It's just Robert Holt books uh, uh. <laughs> uh, um is there anything else we need to cover before we kind of do our fuck yes and fuck yous and one last thing i yeah. want to ask oh, you because i've uh-huh. been struggling okay are you a mood reader like are you and i don't know if we've covered this on the pod before okay but are you like you only read a book when it like the mood strikes you you're like oh i'm feeling this uh. or are you like that sounds good i shall read it like, not necessarily a mood. Like, you can have, like, a list mm-hmm. and kind of, like, tick down the list. Or if you're like, well, I was going to read this book next, but, like, this one's really calling to me. Uh, I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle. Oh, okay. And I also, it also just, so I do use the Libby app quite a Uh bit so sometimes it's just like whatever comes available like i have my list of like 10 things that i want to read and i'll put a hold on them Mm -hmm. and then if it comes up i'm like okay well i it's available now like i'm gonna do it now yeah so sometimes it's just out of like convenience Uh uh-huh but however i will say if like there's a book that i have um on my holds list from libby it's like about money or something and i it came up as available and i was like i don't really fucking feel like learning about money like no like that was like a (laughs) me a month ago and me now does not care so (laughs) so i'll continue to put that one on hold until like maybe i'm like ready for it Uh um other than that i i feel like usually more i have to be in the mood okay for something like i have i started hidden pictures by jason Ooh, his last name's with an r i can't quite remember like relic relic knack relic something with an Mm -hmm. r jason r um and it's it's kind of like a spooky scary book oh yes okay so i started that last fall and i didn't get through it i can't remember why and i've been meaning it's still on my currently like reading list i've been meaning (laughs) but i can't do it because i'm like i'm not in spooky like i can't and you're a spooky season i know i can't get i can't force it so that will continue to not be read until like october probably Mm -hmm. uh i feel like most of the time really my mood is just fantasy so like it just kind of depends on what kind of fantasy i'm in the mood for but yeah or i guess or it could be like there's a certain book that is like calling to me. Like I've been wanting to read Wolf Song by TJ Klune. Oh yeah. For every time I go into Powell's, I'm like, that looks amazing. And I like TJ Klune a lot. Um, finally I picked it up and I'm reading it right now. And we'll take, we can talk about that later, but I feel like I'm mostly has to be like a certain kind of like mood. Okay. Like I don't 
like your memoirs sound great, but I don't like I'd have to be in a place like a to, very specific. Mood. Yeah, mm-hmm. to to be able to do those. Yeah. Why? Where do you where do you fall? I'm so mood. Like I'm all mood. Yeah. And it bothers me because I oh. want to be a, a list person. Ah. Because I want to be able to be like I'm reading this check, reading this check, and like be able to knock things out. Gotcha. But I'm like I'm feeling like this book, and then. I have to go read it. And then I'm like, well, I want to do this one. And so there have been multiple times where Libby will like say, here's your hold. And I'm like, I don't feel like it. And then I'll just lose the hold, even though I know I want to read that book. But I, but I feel like forcing yourself to read a book that you're not in the, and I won't get through it. Yeah. Even if I love it, I won't get through it, but it bothers me. (laughs) I I totally get it. I feel like you're just going to have a bad or you're more primed to have a bad experience. If you're like, I'm not in the mood for this. I'm, I don't want to force feed myself this um i don't know yeah suspense novel when i'm not really feeling suspense and there's a book that i got that i when i bought it at powell's i was so excited about it and it has literally just been sitting there what is with it a book it's called devourers um i got uh, it when you me and gary I, went okay to i was gonna say i can i can visualize it and i was so excited when i bought it but i am on like page three and i've been on page three for like three months now mm-hmm. and i think i'm just gonna have to set it aside which is really bothered and i don't know why this bothers me so much but it's really bothering me that i have to put it aside because i don't feel it at all right now and just, it just makes me really sad yeah you're just having like a disconnect between like yeah what you feel you want and like what your brain wants you to do exactly mm. and i get that that's frustrating yes that's annoying and my brain is just like romance and i'm like well let's read some other stuff and my brain's and like, like no, no. <laughs> like but i don't want it. and it's just, like you do i just i don't know embrace it just be like i'm a mainly romance reader and occasionally i'll pull in something else and i also have had devours on my goodreads like currently reading and it feels weird oh. to me to be like take it down like it feels like i've like failed at something and i'm like never mind ignore it that's why and I- nobody's paying attention to my two tbr no. on goodreads nobody gives a shit no but i feel like people are gonna be like you took that off yeah um what are you what are you doing it's the it's the goodreads guilt <laughs> yes it's the goodreads guilt because <laughs> i had that same thing i had uh so besides hidden pictures crying in h mart Oh, no. mm-hmm. so I got uh, halfway or over halfway through that book. Great book, by the way. Mm-hmm. Also a memoir. Fantastic. I think I had it on the Libby app and I just, it the hold ran out. Oh, uh-huh. And I, to replace the hold, that book is in such high demand that it was only going to come back mm-hmm. like way down the line. And at a certain point I was like, fuck it. I give, like, I'm not like, no, <laughs> it was a good book. I don't care enough to like finish it. Yeah, to wait. So I let it sit in my Goodreads forever. Just like, 50% finished because I was like I don't want to take it all like it feels yes, it, it feels, feels so bad I finally did I finally just so here's me admitting that I did not actually finish <laughs> crying at H Mart great book highly recommend if you want to read the first half I'm sure the second half is great too but just not not gonna happen I just, no not a priority I have too many other things I need to get to yeah it just I'm so glad somebody else feels it too, where I'm just like, yeah. I can't because somebody's going to notice and be like, no, mm, no, Tia took that down. She no one's going to care. But no, everyone's just like, huh? What? <laughs> I don't even look at your good race. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> I totally snoop on you and Gary. <laughs> you know what'll be hilarious is if when I take Devours down and you text me and you're like, hey, where did Devours so go? So did you finish? Did you, what did you did do? Did you that? forget to rate it? Did you just like stop? <laughs> did you just, did you give up? Yeah, I'm going to shame you. No, I'm not going to I do think that. that's what it is. It's like someone knowing that I gave up. 
yeah like i gave up on it yeah and being like don't judge me i didn't give up i just don't want it i just can't and everyone's like still don't care literally i would never judge you like and there's like six people who i'm friends with on there (laughs) you like treat goodreads as if like the whole world is looking at you and i have like three followers it's like you gary and my sister you know like y'all are not if if anything one of you is just gonna be like oh like why didn't like you're gonna ask out of curiosity like oh was it bad or like like, oh tell me about it yeah you're just gonna want to know not that like you're gonna be like wow i can't believe you didn't get through that book <laughs> robert did you know that chandler didn't finish <laughs> crying in h mart it's a little embarrassing <laughs> let's laugh at her <laughs> like no you're so right the i have six followers that's it yeah no one <laughs> no one is caring the at all the entire world is not looking at my goodness yeah but yeah that that was pretty much i just wanted to see like if you were a mood person too or no kinda. i i think it, like you i kind of aspire i'm like oh like i've had this book for so long mm-hmm. i should read it i have a harder time doing that unless i'm in the mood for it but in general i feel like for the most part i'm pretty good about only buying books that i like deeply want to read yes you are really good about that I try to be so the only times in when it comes up when it's a book that I don't I'm not like 100% bought into is on Libby uh-huh. and I'll just like I'll just push back the hold until I do feel ready for it so I don't really feel like I'm losing out too yeah. much on that smart um, anyways uh yeah do we want to do fuck yous and fuck yous and wrap the biz up yeah sounds good cool what oh. is oh uh, yep. no you go first what is your fuck you I feel like I have so many fuck yous that are like inconsequential Uh-oh. oh okay like okay, just that's... the silliest tiniest little things um my one fuck you is a fuck you to fake spring. How dare you? Oh, that's such a Portland it is. thing. Every time around the end of February, beginning of March, we have a week that is just Gorgeous. like fucking stunning. It's the first time we've had sun in months. And the crocuses are popping yeah. up. It's just, and the birds are like, twiddly, twiddly, twee. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, spring. And then the next week, it's like, death yeah it's like gray skies and, and wet cold wings yeah cold and it's not like a, a a misty rain it's like a, i'm gonna dump all day yeah it's like you know what spring is well forget it we're back Never. in winter maybe snow who knows yeah just yeah like- <laughs> so fuck you to fake spring um fuck you to my big toe on my right foot oh yeah why you, you it just cr- like i got out of the shower i went to dry my foot off and my toe just crunched like a potato chip i don't understand it it just went and now i have a hard time walking so (laughs) fucking great fuck you big toe i think i just like popped it out of the socket and now it's just kind of grinding so weird that you can do that that easily like i can't tell you how many things i can like pop like my knees growing up uh my uh, patella would slide out of the track no no and i'd have to take my hand <gasps> and like back in punch it back into place something is wrong that's yeah i think something is not great with my joints but no. i'm scared to go to the doctor about it because they're yeah. gonna tell you something you don't want to hear exactly so i'm gonna avoid <laughs> it um and then there's one more fuck you which is what was my fuck you it was something silly and inconsequential and i can't remember it and I was really excited to talk no. about that one. I was like, I'm really excited to talk about this. I hate that. And now I can't remember. Um. Anyway, that's well, it. if you rem- if you remember, <laughs> you can just we could just put yeah. poop it in, poop it in, we'll pop it in, we'll pop it in. We definitely won't. I don't want to poop it. <laughs> we won't. I promise. <laughs> can we just pop it? In? Yes. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Told you my brain is tired this morning. Um, my fuck you. Uh, oh, oh, it's it's a fuck you 
to the girl, the woman last yes. night in the futsal game oh, who yeah. kept slide tackling people and just like using her feet to like basically punch everyone's ankles oh. re- repeatedly. Like she was hardcore fouling the entire game. And so she, uh, I had the ball at one point and she was like stabbing me with her foot, like in the ankle. Like I like eventually like Jeez. fell and was like, had my hands in the air. Cause I'm like ref, like what is going on? Yeah. And the ref was like, he was like, yeah, I know she's a really aggressive player. And I was like, why are you like i know this that's why my hands are in the air like can you tell her to like not be that way yeah and in the moment he didn't do anything so i was just pissed he did go talk to her at halftime and was like you need to cool it but even after that she was still like slide tackling yeah she got got a yellow card for it she should have gotten a red card or at least two yellows but she she girl like that is so dangerous like it's a saturday it is a saturday adult futsal i am an old 31 year old woman yeah this is non-competitive like there's no scouts here yeah like just chill so fuck you to people who like just feel the need to play that aggressively yeah get out of here you're gonna hurt people yeah we're all too old to play like that exactly i'm like that that, like we want to play the we don't want to get injured and not play like you're making it that way (laughs) anyways so fuck you specifically um not you but her mm-hmm. uh what is your fuck yeah um my fuck yeah is we finally got a caterer for our wedding yay <laughs> and it's hawaiian food yes love that and these people were so nice so when they first gave us the quote i was like oh my god this is so expensive mm-hmm. but then we found another caterer and the guy just stopped fucking talking to us <gasps> Like we asked, you got ghosted by a caterer? Yes, we asked him. And then he was like, Robert was trying to talk to him. And instead of like having a conversation, he just sent us a quote. And so Robert was like, okay, well, we would like to actually like add this meat. Like, what would that be? Mm -hmm. And then he just sent him another quote. And Robert's like, okay, again, would like to have a conversation. We also have gluten-free people, but you're not actually like talking to me. You're just throwing quotes at me. Which feels very impersonal and businessy yeah and not the vibe that we want at all and so we asked if they do gluten-free and he stopped responding and so rob and i were like okay fine that just shows us we don't want to deal with this person yeah. like they're not going to be someone we enjoy working with they can't accommodate apparently yeah and then we asked another place and they were like well we could make it for you but we can't like cater at the wedding and so we were like well fuck and so we came back to these people and we were like okay okay can we do a tasting at least because they're mostly like a catering business and, and you not said these really are the people that were a little bit more expensive is that yeah okay. okay so we were like okay well let's see they are the kindest most Aww. loving welcoming people they gave us a free tasting they basically gave us a free dinner that's solid to see if we wanted to work with them yeah the two of them came out and just sat and talked with <gasps> us the whole dinner wow the woman was like, I love your venue. It's so pretty. This is going to be so wonderful. Wow. Like she was going on and on. And then they were like, literally, they were like, you can change the menu a week before your wedding. Wow. Whenever you want. Wow. They're like if you need to add more, we'll add more. Take yeah. away, take away. And the guy was like, at one point, you know, he brought out all this stuff. And I was like, I think the vegetables are a better plan than like a salad. Um, just cause like they're easier to eat and, mm-hmm. and Robert was like, okay, but the salad was really good. And the guy goes, I'll just give you some salads. Oh, wow. And we were like, what? And he's like, yeah, you liked it. Well, I'll give it to you. Oh, 
And That's amazing. We're like, okay. You're like, who are you? And then we were like, well, we kind of want like our mid-wedding meal. Like we want a mid-party like yeah. snack. Yep. And we had initially been thinking like maybe ordering like Domino's to Hell come yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were like, oh yeah, we make a shit ton of masubi. <gasps> Stop. You're going to have masubi Subi. as like your mid-party snack? Yeah. Just like stacks of masubi. Uh I could think of nothing better. Fucking right? I am. I thought I was hype about Domino's because that to me is so like funny and amazing and easy and like right fun. But, but then like, Masubi? Yes, please. Yeah. And he was like, well, oh yeah, we'll just make a bunch of Masubi. And he's like, trust me, drunk huh? people go nuts for Masubi. Oh, and I was like, me as a person who's not drunk, all goes things go ham for Masubi. Like, so yeah. So they're just, they're making us masubi I'm for- I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah. What an excellent experience. Incredible. And they were like, okay, well, they were like, okay, you're inviting 130. They're like, we'll plan for slightly less just because of how that works. Yeah. And she was like, but anytime you need to add any more, she's like, just let us know. Wow. And they're doing like most of things like able to be gluten-free. All the meats are going to be gluten-free. They have a that's whole awesome. mac salad that's going to be gluten-free. Wow. They're incredible. Okay. Can you say the name? Of um, they are local grinds. I've heard of them. They used to have a food cart at PSU oh, when I was in grad school, uh-huh. and I ate there all the time. And by ate there, I mean I just got their largest uh, to-go <laughs> thing full uh-huh. of macaroni salad. That's oh. all I did. I didn't get meat. I didn't get you greens. Just give it, me that just that. that. <laughs> Which shows you the mind of a 25-year-old. I love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, local grinds, they're amazing. And that's awesome. All of their, like, their cost is well worth who, for who they are. Absolutely. If they're, if they're being that flexible, that kind, giving yes. you the salads, being like, we can do masubi for mid-party, like that. If they're being that accommodating, like, worth it. Well worth it. Yes. And, and I told him, I was like, okay, there's also stairs at the venue and there's not a ramp. Is that okay? And the guy's like, I would literally hike a mountain to like, get this to you. Because <laughs> oh. we've literally had people tell us they, their stairs were not doing it. Wow. We had a table and chair rental that was like, absolutely not. Wow. It's six stairs up. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. And they're like, no, we will not. Wow. Okay. And this guy was like, I really don't give a shit. (laughs) He's like, I, he's like for this woman's wedding, daughter's wedding, I hiked like down a hill. Dang. To go get it. So he's like, we will get you your food. Yeah. So local grinds, they're amazing. Well worth every single. And like, it's once you see them, you're like, oh, this is not. This is cheap for all of the shit that they do and the Everything care. they provide. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's my fuck yeah. I love that. What's your fuck yeah? Um, my fuck yeah is actually that you are going to be able to start playing futsal with us, fingers crossed, soon. That your injury is feeling a lot better. You've been able to go on runs and do some gym workouts. Uh-huh. And you came, you and Rob came to the game last night and watched. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I don't know if Tia's going to feel like she can do it or not. But I want her to, like, come see and, like, watch a game. And then you're like, yeah. I can do this. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. So I am so hype that you're going to get back into play. And I hope, I hope that we keep you safe and all the good things. And yeah. And they, everyone was pretty like, there was a heightened aggressiveness like in the play. Yeah. But they're, the second they got near keepers, people would like back up. People are pretty respectful of not like just pummeling the keeper, right? It's like, okay, if if, if it's between me and the keeper and it's a pretty close 50-50, the person who's on the offense generally will back off because it's like this person is going to be like their face is going to be close to the ball, their hands and everything. And if my thing is I'm going to kick it, like I'm not going to risk kicking someone in the face. That's yeah. ridiculous. So totally. 
good. Okay, I'm glad that... Yeah, there was a heightened aggressive, but everyone seemed to be, like, relatively respectful and mm-hmm. not just like, I'm going to fuck your life up. Except for that one girl. Except for that one girl. <laughs> but who, I just don't think she had any control of her body. She, like, wanted to be aggressive, but she was, yeah. like, just... Bleh. Which is... It was so weird, because she did have some really good futsal skills and moves, but she was also just, like, all over the place the entire time. Yeah, she didn't seem to know how to be aggressive, but contained. Yes. Because yep. there's a difference. Yep. Yeah. I'm so excited! Yay! <laughs> Me too. Uh, okay, so that's our fuck yes and fuck yous. And our next episode is Crown mm, of Midnight mm, mm. in the Throne of Glass series mm, by Sarah mm, J. Mass. Mm, mm, and we want you all to get on the Throne of Glass train. Please. Please. We Even need- if you've already read it. If, like, I don't want it to be, like, me and Tia, like, just <laughs> reading this alone. Um, Come with us. And even if you have already read it, just, like, it might be a great recap for you totally. to listen and be like, oh, yeah. Or, like, tell us your thoughts on, like, how, like how you perceive Dorian or whatever. Yes. Blow up our comments, please. Uh, and sort of things that I keep forgetting to say, but I will try to remember to say them is that if you listen on Spotify, you have ways to interact with us. Um, oh, yeah. I am trying to post like either a Q and a on there um, or a poll. So we'll put like a question up, like how do you pronounce kale? I think that was the one yeah. we did last, last <laughs> one. Um, and you guys are welcome to throw in your comments in there or interact with the poll. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd love if you show us some love on Spotify. That's always really fun for us. So. Yes, please. Um, is that it? I think that's it. Okay, cool. So next episode, Crown of Midnight, Sarah J. Mass. Part super, one. Yep, part one. Super stoked. Um, and don't forget your bookmark and to lock the shed behind you. Bye. Bye.